That's right. Welcome to Talk is Jericho. We got a whisper because today, Peter Avalon, the AEW librarian, makes his Talk is Jericho debut here on the plot of Thunder and Rock and Roll. He's explaining how a career uh, in books and reading led him to the AEW ring. He's actually a shoot librarian. He's also talking about what he learned working with Roddy Piper and how he ended up training David Arquette for Dave's big return to wrestling. You know, we love Dave. Uh, David is a Talk is Jericho alumni. Peter's got stories about meeting the Young Bucks of the Southern California wrestling scene, doing some extra work for WWE and what he and his tag partner, Ray Rosas, do to make a little extra cash at bar wrestling. Here we go. It's the librarian, Peter Avalon on Talk is Jericho. All right. So uh, since I started with AEW, uh, I've been wanting to have uh, this, this guy on the show for a long time. Very interesting story. Uh, I, got, I got Peter Avalon. A little too loud, Chris. A little too loud. A little too loud. It's Peter Avalon. Oh, oh I was, keep it down a bit? You're, you're far too loud. Oh, far too loud. My ears are reverberating far too much. Far too much. Okay, well, this is the actual librarian that's here. Um, we, we, we'll have to talk a little louder. I mean, we're not actually in the library. I know you're used to rock shows and concerts and speakers blasting your eardrums, but please, please, lower your voice. Okay, well, I'll, I'll, I'll try and keep that in mind. Like I so said, this is an actual recording studio. Oh, so, so I could, okay, yeah. I understand, yeah, I, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, it was weird, the, I didn't notice any books or anything, so. Yeah, I'm not actually in the library. Yeah, okay. You know, so, so you can actually talk, you're not going to get yelled at. Okay, yeah, my shift is over today, so I think oh, I'll be you, good. Your shift? At the, at the library. I, are you still working at the library? Well, yeah, Chris, I have to pay my bills. Well, but besides working in AEW. I love the library, Chris. I love reading and I love telling the, the little boys and girls to get off the computers and stop looking at inappropriate things at all hours. It's, it's, it's good. It's good. Good, good, good. Do, do, do you ever uh, feel bad about the demise of the Dewey Decimal System? Uh, we keep it alive at the library. It's alive, it's well, and it's how we, uh, it's how we organize. We keep very organized at the library. So this it's, it, this is the perfect uh, mix for you uh, being being in AEW because I know you've been wrestling for a long time, and we'll talk about that. You know, we're here in Southern California, but it's like you were almost born to to play to be. Yes, uh, I am professional. Peter Avalon, the library keeps me very professional. I'm very organized, very professional. Uh, papers stacked up, uh, books all in a row, eyes uh, dotted and T's crossed. If you will, mm -hmm. Chris. How did you? Uh, how were you notified and 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 told that you were going to be the librarian? Did you have to? Did you call them or how did this work? Well, the uh, the young bucks were in the library reading their book to uh, a series of kindergartners. I came up and told them that they have to stop throwing kicks at other librarians. Uh, so I, and then we just started connecting. We stayed connected. Uh, they stopped super kicking my additional libraries uh, librarians, and we just stayed connected. And and here I am. Seems like it would be a little bit of a massacre of the Young Bucks super kicking the librarians. They have kicked kids. They have kicked librarians. It's something else. Uh, but we've called Most librarians aren't like you. You're built, muscle guy. Thank you. Long hair. Yeah. Most librarians would be kind of like old. I would envision like an older lady with the, like the glasses with the little hook glasses, horn rim glasses. Well, we do, I do try to have my hair in a bun. So mm -hmm. I keep that going, uh, the theme with the old women. Uh, but usually there's pencils in it at the library. Not... Not at AEW. That's dangerous. Mm -hmm. Can you be like an Abdul the Butcher type thing and use it as a yeah? I have enough device. enough little scars. I don't think I need any more. Right, right. Now, were you? I can see there's a little bit of uh, of, of controversy here because you were the librarian, and then also now we have another librarian mm -hmm. in Leva Bates as well. Yeah, is there some some uh, issues between the two of you? I, I issues at first. I. I I I I find her uh very interesting. She's very intellectual uh and uh I just can't keep my my eyes off of her mm -hmm. and and it's great. We usually will work uh, opposite shifts. I will open, she will close. Um I will close, she will open. Uh, depends, but we we'll, exactly. Yeah. We'll see each other in crossing and I just I can't look away and she's great at her job. Mm, you saw her across the crowded library and just decided that uh the lights were off and that blue hair just radiated. Yeah, well, once again, keep with the theme of the old ladies. Yes. You know, blue-haired young yes. lady in this case. Yes, her hair wasn't in a bun. Mine was, and she saw my bun, and she was envious, and I had to think, speak to her. You would think there's only room for one library in this company, but we have two. Yes. Uh, 
So we have a lot of books, mm, a, lot a lot of books, books Chris, a lot of books, There's a lot of, a lot of uh, guys and girls in AEW that probably should be reading more. Uh, yes, we have people with master's degrees and bachelor's degrees who are very good at reading and they're just trying to increase the reading of everybody else. I used to read books all the time and then stupid phones came into vogue and computers and now you just look at your phone all the time. Chris, there are audio books. Mm, yeah, yeah. That's mm-hmm. kind of cheating though, I would feel. I, I agree. You know, and if you were reading it with your soothing dulcimer tones, it might be a different story. But I don't need Correct. Matthew McConaughey to read, you know, Treasure Island by Robert Louis Stevenson. All right, all right, all right. There you go. There you go. Um, but let's talk a little bit about, 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 about your other career besides working at the library, mm-hmm. which of course is being uh, a wrestler here. Uh, are you from LA? Uh, born and raised in California. I was born in Burbank. I lived in Ran- Rancho Cucamonga all my life. And best name of the ta- best name city ever. Y- yeah, Rancho right. Cucamonga. <laughs> and then uh, I live now in Sherman Oaks in the San Fernando Valley. So did you start working out here wrestling? I, I started out here originally. I've been wrestling now a little longer than ten years. Wow. Uh, yeah. Um, I got my start at a little school in Anaheim uh, from some uh, PWG guys. It was Charles Mercury, Ronan. Mr. Excitement, they're not wrestling right now. And then a Scorpio Sky, who's mm-hmm. a AEW guy. Mm-hmm. Um, got my start there six months in. I uh, I got hurt. I broke my arm. I, I just kind of stayed around the scene, and then I got back into training, and then uh, just stuck with it ever since. I haven't stopped. You know, so one thing I like about AEW is, is you know, I, I know a lot of guys, but as you work kind of in WWE or, or even going to Japan, I don't know the indie scene because I haven't been on the indie scene for yeah. a while. So there's quite a few people, and this is probably the first time we've ever had a real chance to talk because yeah. we never met up until you know a month ago or whatever it was, a couple months ago when I right. saw you first. So you obviously, you mentioned the Bucks. Did you work with these guys a lot? How did you end up getting signed to AEW from a wrestler standpoint? Obviously, we know the librarian standpoint. Right. But, but from actually from a, the other from that side of the coin, I got I had the fortunate I was fortunate enough to meet the young bucks at a training uh, when I was first training in uh, uh, six months into my training they came to a couple of classes and we rolled around and we just we kind of stayed connected uh, when I came in and, so, and kept training and coming back and training uh, they were around and they started to blow up I saw their first few matches at PWG and then from then they went on their own uh, they started blowing up and doing their own thing in Japan uh, I stayed connected with uh, David Marquez and Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. And uh, got more into the television side of uh, professional wrestling. Meaning? So we have a our championship wrestling from Hollywood. It's a national show that we have that's been going around eight, nine years now on a local so television Adam here. Adam Pierce is from there? Or? Adam Pierce was one of our, uh, yeah, was one of the producers of the show. And um, he was booking the show for a long time and was hooked mm-hmm. up with us for a while. He was NWA champion at the time when we first got on the air. Mm-hmm. So, so you're talking about the television things as far as being in front of the guys. I didn't know if you were saying you were behind the scenes. Uh, now I'm behind the scenes. Really? Uh, yeah. About a year and a half in, we, I got to have a my first match on the program. It was actually the first match of the program, Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. I got uh, beat up by Cole Cabana. And then I just started uh, staying connected, having matches. I just said, show up and stay involved the best way I can. And then um, about two years ago, I took over a, a backstage role. Uh, I produce now some segments on our Championship Wrestling from Hollywood show, and I am the uh, executive producer of our Championship Wrestling from Arizona uh, TV brand, which is just local to Arizona television, and we also air internationally on the Fight TV app. Hmm. So when you signed with AEW, was the librarian idea already in, 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 in motion, or had you signed with them first and then said, hey, I'm a librarian, or how did that all come about? At a bar wrestling show... Uh, we were downstairs at the bootleg. Uh, I was with uh, Ray Rosas, and we were getting ready to have our, our match. And uh, Cody came downstairs, and so did the the uh, the Young Bucks. And they wanted to to speak with me, and they had this idea, and they pitched this uh, librarian idea uh, to me. And then we just stayed connected, and then eventually had a uh, a contract emailed to me. It's funny because when I first started seeing like the the, the shh like. Once we start going with our weekly TV, yeah. it's super annoying, but it's one of those things that I think will become almost a catchphrase. Yeah. You know what I mean? I can see a t-shirt with the Just finger. The finger. Uh, yeah. With the sh- <laughs> you know, foam fingers that they put in front of you. Yeah. Things. I don't know if you, if you heard this. I just actually just got the news right now that we have sold officially out for the uh, for the uh, Washington D.C. Yeah. October second. Before we started, I, I retweeted Matt Jackson's tweet on that one. Yeah, so that's ten thousand uh, seats in like that's three great. hours. That's unbelievable. Now, obviously, this is something that, that's probably the biggest thing that you've ever been a part of. Absolutely, this is the biggest television event how I've is, ever been how a part is it of. For you to kind of be involved in all this and just like it's one sellout after another, one 
you know, history changing event after another. AEW is incredible. It's 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 amazing. It's incredible to be a part of. Uh, I need to go through the thesaurus to pick other words besides unbelievable and, and incredible, Chris. Mm-hmm. Walking into outstanding. There we go. That's a good yeah, one. Good. Exquisite. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, immaculate. Walking into <laughs> Las Vegas was something else. Like I'm familiar. I've been I've been backstage at at a major television and and our localized television and different different rounds of television. Uh, and nothing compared to that. The level that everybody felt, how big it felt, uh, the energy that everybody was feeling together and was happy, and 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 then it re- repeated at the next one, and repeated at the next one, and now it's, I feel it's going to repeat at Chicago, and then come uh, DC, it's going to be amazing. Well, and and like you said, I, I think it's it's something that's once in a lifetime. I was t- telling yesterday, like when people are saying, "What do you think it's going to do?" Um, you know, the, the Washington show. Some people are saying 6,000, 8,000. I said, don't underestimate this revolution. No. Because this is the first time for any modern wrestling fan and any wrestling fan basically living, because unless you grew up in the 50s or 30s or 40s, like when did when did the WWF start? Like in the 50s? When, right. did, when did NWA start? In the 20s? Right. So the, the first TV taping for a legit national wrestling show you never had the opportunity to see that before, and you probably will never see that opportunity again. Like major television debut, yeah, it's a big, it's big, a big, big it's deal. A, it's, it's a history making. Absolutely, event. it really is. It's goosebumps, right? It's goosebumps. When did you? Uh, when you started? Like, were you a wrestling fan when you grew up? I was a wrestling fan uh, when I grew up. My favorite of all time is Kurt Angle. I love, I love Kurt Angle. I had the opportunity to work some segments with him when I worked Impact, um, okay. so that that was that was pretty cool. What kind of segments did you do with him? Uh, it was, I think I was dressed as a turkey. <laughs> <laughs> I just like came, he like led the troops and we came down the ramp and we and we beat up uh, some bad guys. And why were you dressed like a turkey? Because uh, we lost to we lost a match. Me and my tag partner Dewey Barnes lost a match against uh, the the Bromans, and they made us wear turkey suits. And then. We had turkey dinner, and then we came out and, and beat up the bad guy. The bad guys were having turkey dinner, and we came out and interrupted, but we were still dressed as the turkeys. So, <laughs> so you, were, you were in Impact for a while? I uh, did Impact in 2013, and then we did a. they brought me back for a weekend in 2015. Uh, I wrestled as Nor Furnham. And was it Nor Furnham? Yeah. That was you? That was me, Nor no, Furnham. What, what was the deal with that? What was that name all about? Uh, that was I think that was David Lagana, mm-hmm. um, and they needed... Uh, I think they were saying that like I was like EC3 was going to debut against like a super athlete or something like that. And at the time, I was as little as could be, and I think they wanted someone who didn't look like a wrestler. And here comes little Pete, Nor <laughs> little Nor Furnum. No, Furnum is like an old school term for like anything. Yeah, it's like Aloha. Like I'd get the Furnum over here, put yeah. the Furnum over there. Like a Furnum could be, you know, uh, a, a body slam, or a Furnum could be like a, a, a rail of a line of cocaine, or it could be it, a girl, or it could be. A gimmick, you know, yeah, whatever. A Furnum. I love it. I, I, some people still, when I see certain people, they'll still call me Furnum, and it just it makes me laugh. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you used to be quite small. I was good arms on you now. Yeah, thank you. Now I'm about a, I'm about a buck seventy five, buck eighty. I was about a buck thirty nine. Wow. I was teeny weeny. That'd be a great name for a wrestler, teeny, teeny weeny, teeny weeny. Yeah, yeah, that is a good one. Yeah, it could work. <laughs> yeah. So when, when you when you when you're thinking about getting into wrestling, and obviously you're watching it on TV because I've always been intrigued by this. Like. Marco Stunt just got signed the other day. And when I first saw him walking around the dressing room, I was like, like, you know, my old school mentality. Yeah. You know, Ooh, come on, seriously. And then, you know, there's always room for a guy like that. There was a Spike Dudley that you had. And there's, and I, people used to tell me I was too small when I first wanted to get into wrestling. And I'm right. 5'11, I was 200 pounds at the time. Right. So when you're starting out, it's a little bit of a different generation, but if you're telling me you're teeny weeny Avalon, yeah. what were you thinking when you got in? Uh, I, like I was watching that, the, all the big boys too. And that, that I wanted to do it watching all the big boys like you and, and, and Kurt and uh, Sean and all them. And I was like, man, I, I want to do this. It's like, I, uh, I don't think I can. And then I went to a PWG show and all the dudes on it were teeny weeny. <laughs> you know, so I was like, "All right, cool. I think I'm going to give it a shot." Yeah. And then, you know, they stuck with it, and a lot of the guys now are AEW or you know, in other places. It's fantastic. When did you finally decide though, like, you know, I got to gain some weight? It was always a struggle, just because I, I I burn high. I'm I'm constantly active, and I'm just bad at eating, man. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I'll be real, I'm just bad at it. Um, the, the past 
four or five years have been, really been my, I just really handled it. Mm-hmm. I just, I got, I locked it down and, and I eat better and I work out better. I really took my fitness more, uh, definitely a lot seriously. I, I uh, hired personal trainers if I needed them, diet plans, whatever. It's important though. I it mean, really I still, is. I still say that like, yeah, there's a lot of teeny weenies, but you know, like, like a jungle boy, he's a sm- smaller guy, but he's in great shape. He's yeah. It's like Bruce Lee, you yeah. know? You need to have some muscle tone. And I still think subtly deep down inside, people will relate to you more, respect you more fan-wise if you look like you give a shit and yeah. you train. Unless you're like, okay, Mick Foley's not a training guy, but Mick Foley's also six foot four yeah. and completely unique and amazing. Totally. You know what I mean? So yeah. if you're not big, you have to at least be in shape. Absolutely. It's an like you said, it's like it's an immediate you look at them and it's an immediate like, okay, this guy works hard. So it's mm-hmm. like an immediate kind of respect. For some, you know. What do you think that is coming from, from like, how, how old are you? I'm now 30. I just 30, turned 30 right? in so June. Coming from, I'm 48. So a generation earlier. And when I came in, it, I would, like I said, in 1990, this is the era of Hulk Hogan, six foot eight, 300 pounds, gas yeah. to the gills. Obviously I'm not six foot eight, but I'm still trying my hardest to train. How was it for you starting out? Like what, where was the shift where it stopped being about that muscle size and you could be teeny weeny and get in. Uh, now doing it 10 years, like I've noticed the first five, I guess the past five years, you kind of like the average guy has shrunk over the overtime um, and they just keep kind of shrinking, mm-hmm. I, I feel. Um, you is it, still have. Is it easier to get in the business, maybe? Or? I think it's, de- it's definitely easier to get in the business. I, I tell people now that complain about certain things. It's like, you know, 10 years ago, there was a lot, there was barriers for me to get in. But 10 years prior to that, I probably would have had my ass whooped out of the business right. for, by a lot of, you know, so stuff like that. A lot of yeah. people don't realize that. They kind of said it's treated now as just like uh, an additional college course that you can mm-hmm. kind of take. There's a lot of places like that that will treat it as, you know, you go, you take one or two, three lessons. They think they're wrestlers. Oh, it's not, not chalked out. You know, it's not, it's not for me. Um, I don't think it was ever that. It was a lot more barriers to get in and a lot more people protecting it. That's when you talk about like the real pioneers because coming through, for me, I started obviously in Canada and yeah. You could never be the biggest guy on the show. So I'd have to try and have the biggest personality and the biggest charisma. Absolutely. But then I got booked in Mexico, like you said, when you went to PWG, like now I'm one of the bigger guys. Yeah. So let me stay in Mexico and learn. And, and, and I became a pretty big star there and then went to Japan. So I had some experience and top level experience yeah. in these other countries where it wasn't about being big. It was about being good. Yeah. You know, so then when around that time frame when X-Pac because to me, he's the real pioneer. Because Sean was smaller and Brett was smaller, but they were big. They were X-Pac big, yeah. Was not. Not at all. He just looked like a one, two, three kid. Yeah, like a kid. lean boy. But he was super talented and he was unique to the time. That really opened the doors to um, where we are now, basically. Yeah, absolutely. You know? I agree with you. Because even with AEW, when we were putting together the roster, I was like, we need some more big guys. It's like, well, there's not a lot of big guys out there. Yeah. You know, that's one thing that you see. Yeah. yeah. Like, I think um, where they were... Off, it was uh, it was easier for bigger guys to kind of come in, but people they've seen it, mm-hmm. you know, they've seen it. It's like, what more can you do? Mm-hmm. Unless you're a big guy that can move. Now you're, you know, you got your Brian Cage and those type of guys, yeah, and Elgin and and you know the, the guys that are big. Well, Elgin's not tall, but they're very agile. Yeah, no, he's he's thicker than he is tall. Exactly. But yeah, he's, Jeff yeah. Cobb is like that. Absolutely, you know, Luchasaurus. He's tall. Yeah. Once again, he's agile. Yeah. Like now, just being a big guy, just, just standing there doesn't work. They've seen either. it. They've, They've seen, seen it. it. Yeah. They've seen it, right? Yeah. Did you have you worked anywhere besides the California area? Uh, I've had a couple matches in Mexico. Uh, I've never lived and trained anywhere else. I've just kind of stayed uh, central to California and and tra- uh, been able to, uh, been fortunate enough to travel certain places, wrestle over the United States and uh, Mexico. I have a, a week long trip to China coming up in September for uh, Middle Kingdom Wrestling, which Metal is Middle Kingdom. Middle oh, Kingdom, yeah. It'd be cool if it was Metal. Metal, be dope, right? <laughs> it's like a Man of song. Just mo- <laughs> I'm going uh, there right after All Out, and. Um, uh, I've been able to go to like uh, Chicago and stay with United Wrestling uh, Network to wrestle a bunch of different little companies that are involved in our in our network. Uh, there's our Arizona company. We own uh, we uh, own majority share of Combat Zone Wrestling in Philadelphia, which I've been able to uh, wrestle in. Hmm. Uh, we're a part of a company, Freelance Wrestling in Chicago, which I've been able to wrestle. Um, so I've gotten to go different places, and then I got to tour with uh, with TNA. Um, 
And what I bet, year was that? That was in 2013. We did a we did a loop in uh, Tennessee and South Dakota, oh, South Carolina. I've done, we, there's companies in uh, the Dakotas that I've gotten to work. Mm. Um, I was I've been to Alaska four times to re- to wrestle up there. What'd you think of that? Uh, I loved it. Mm. I got to take a picture in front of the gla- uh, glacier that Bret Hart did, so that was kind of cool. <laughs> um, I've just I've just been it's been a lot of little random spots and. Uh, Learning on the fly, working with a lot of a lot of a lot of different people. I got hooked up with the right people very early on. Uh, when I got booked very early on in championship wrestling from Hollywood, David Marquez uh, aligned me with Adam Pierce, Austin Aries, and Joey Chaos in a little group called the Standard. So I got to roll around with them and 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 learn from the, uh, these three guys, world traveler guys, and being important matches with them, working guys like Willie Mack and Scorpio Sky and uh, making some good TV mm-hmm. and and uh, really working with people like that, working with Colt Cabana and then working with the uh, better, more experienced guys in PWG. Uh, me and my tag partner, Ray Rosas, got to work Brian Cage and Michael Elgin. And they really helped us to kind of expand our style and make it a little bit more indie at the time. What, how do you mean by that? Um more ups, more downs with with the style of move, uh, more moves, a lot more uh, strikes and impacts and uh, uh, stuff like that. Just a lot more, a lot mm-hmm. more substance and stuff. Just more stuff, I guess. Mm-hmm. More high octane, faster match. And that's real. I just been able to, to stay connected with guys like that. I've, I've been able. I had an opportunity to have a uh, a, a almost a one on one seminar with Roddy Piper before he passed. Which how do you mean? Tell us about that. So. He was in town working with our, our Hollywood show. We were filming a project. I forgot what the project was. And he was in town. He got picked up uh, by another wrestler and taken to our wrestle center, which at the time was in Sherman Oaks. So it was me. Training this, place. It, it was another training place. Uh, it's moved since. It was me, this other wrestler, uh, David Marquez and, and, and Piper. And he kind of just, he wanted to find a ring to roll around. And, and he taught me and this other guy, just nothing too physical. It was all just... Uh, how to work a room with just your energy mm-hmm. and just like your eyes and really setting a tone right away coming into a room with just your person. Mm-hmm. And that experience to me really changed the way I thought about wrestling. And soon after I debuted my professional gimmick and uh, started working completely different based on the way, based on that few hours I had with him. Interesting. So, so, so Roddy came down to do a seminar? He was it wasn't was a seminar. Something? They were they were filming something. I forgot what he was filming. I apologize. Yeah, uh, he was filming some movie or show. It was something, yeah. And then he was also a part of some of some of this wrestling show that we were having at the at the Ocean View Pavilion where we run our Hollywood show and his like his son was wrestling. He was mm-hmm. doing commentary for his son and, and stuff like that. Um so he was in town a day a couple days early and he just wanted to find a wrestling ring to to roll around and and teach. So oh, that's uh, yeah, so I got a great experience. I got yeah, I got hit up out of the blue. Do you want to come roll around with Roddy Piper? So I put down what I was doing and went from Cucamonga to Sherman Oaks to roll around with him. Mm. It was incredible. Great example of a, of a guy who really didn't do a lot in the ring, yeah, but controlled the crowd from the moment like you said stepped out of the curtain. It's unbelievable. Just like I'm listening to him talk and I'm getting I'm I'm getting worked by him just talking to us about working people. And it's like, oh, I know exactly what he's talking about. And I will never forget the moment that we had where he's like, okay, let me, let me see if we can, let me, let me give you an example. So we're standing across from the ring and he goes, you okay, you ready? And then he just stares at me and he just keeps fucking staring at me and his eyes get really intense and he doesn't break eye contact. He doesn't blink either. And I'm trying to do the same thing and I'm getting like nervous Mm -hmm. and I'm like, okay, and then we start to get closer to each other, closer to each other, real slow, like we're like we're in a match, real slow. He's looking around the room, looking around the room. We finally get like in, our, in each other's face. He's in my face, I'm in his face, and he slaps the shit out of me mm-hmm. hard. And, and I snap out of whatever we're doing, like, oh, what? whoa. And he's like, are you all right? Yeah. And I was like, okay. And then he starts trying to break down what we did. I wish I slapped him back. Mm-hmm. I think he would have loved mm-hmm. me to slap his ass back. And in that moment, I, w- I, I didn't. And looking back on it, I wish I slapped mm-hmm. the shit out of him because I think he would have loved it. You know, I had a, 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 a opportunity. I mean, obviously, if you didn't grow up a wrestling fan in any generation and not respect Roddy Piper right. and know he's one of the greatest ever. But I had a, a WrestleMania where it ended up being me versus Piper. 
snooker and steamboat and each week i had an angle with yeah, this guy i remember that and i was we were in tacoma Washington. someone just sent sent it to me the, just this week and i watched it the, this, this promo that he did and it's probably the last great roddy piper promo it was 2008 9 mm-hmm. and i remember we were talking beforehand and someone you know a typical w they give you the script and all that stuff and he's like i'm just not good at memorizing scripts i said dude take the script and throw it away i said i don't want a written roddy piper I said, give me the Roddy Piper who made this company with WrestleMania 1. Yeah, hell yeah. You made it. Like, Hogan was the star, but guess what every good guy needs? It's a great bad guy. And you made it. You 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 pissed off Mr. T and you pissed off Cindy Lauper. Like, I, sometimes I, I don't even remember who his partner was in, Rus- in the first WrestleMania. Yeah. It was Mr. Wonderful, but it doesn't matter. It's no. all about Piper. It's not him, yeah. And I said, I want this Roddy Piper, the one that that's that carried that that night on his back, that, that made Vince... A millionaire, billionaire. Yeah. And dude, he went out there and he had, I noticed on his wrist tape, he had some scribbles on it. He 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 had written some notes on his wrist tape. Yeah. And he, he didn't look at them, but, and he told this amazing promo about this, this you know, because my, my point was you, all these guys are has-beens, they should retire. And if you're not going to retire on your own, I'm going to end your careers in one night. Yeah. And he was talking about how it was like, you know, I, as I was walking over here, there's a, there's a grandfather and a son and. They came up to me and said how much it means to them. And I used to watch wrestling with my father. I used to watch wrestling with my son. The guy in the middle was gone. And those are the reasons why I do this. It's not about spotlights. It's about families. And it's about caring. It's about making memories with the people you love. And as long as as, as they want to see me, I'll crawl out here and give them as many. It was just like, it's so emotional. Like almost crying. Yeah. It was like such a great performance. And that's when I was like, this guy is still, when given the right form and not being t- written lines. Yeah. This is what wrestling is all about. Hell yeah. You know, it's that, that improv that just yeah. at the top. Yeah. That's so good. You got to feel that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I, I just, like I said, I wish I slapped him back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he appreciates that. Did you ever have any type of WWE tryout or anything? I did. I've worked, uh, I've done extra work. Uh, I had a match, a tag match against the, um, Eric Rowan and, and Luke Harper. I forgot what they were. The Hammer Brothers. What were they? Right, the, bl- the, the Bludgeon, Bludgeon Brothers. brothers yeah. yeah, yeah. And Hammer then Brothers I, is good too. Yeah, Hammer Brothers. And <laughs> then they have those big hands. Yeah, that's what I was, I, always thought I was like, here, hold this on the way to the ring. Yeah. Like, what are you going to do with it? You smash someone in the head? No. Nope. You, know, you walk to the ring with it, you put it down, yep. and you. <laughs> that's it. It was, right. it was a pretty heavy hammer, too. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then uh, we did uh, the last extra work that I did was. Uh, I think a month or two before I signed my contract, and uh, I had a uh, a match in front of producers that went very well. Like earlier in the day, yeah, before the show. Explain how that works to to, to people. Uh, so if it's a, if, if they do a couple a few days, uh, sometimes they'll tell you uh, we're going to do tryout or like matches in front of producers. Uh, it's usually SmackDown. So let's say it's an LA show on Monday and an Anaheim show on Tuesday. Well, it, it was a, a pay-per-view Sunday, uh, Raw on Monday, and then SmackDown Tuesday. So All at the Stables Center? It was, uh, yeah, it was, really? it was three different venues. Arenas three different venues. all close to each Correct, yeah, like San Diego, uh, LA, and then I think one was Phoenix. Right, you drive around for the whole loop. Yeah, totally. Um, and then I think we heard that we were going to do the matches uh, on Monday, on Tuesday, it's like okay. So Tuesday, uh, we get we get in our gear, go at ringside. Uh, eventually, they pull us over to to the by to, to ringside, and they uh, they kind of they tell us what the deal is, and they go pretty much okay. Who's who's uh, who's up first? And two people jump in and pretty much have to wing a match in front of producers. And this is in an empty arena. It's an empty arena. With, with the producers are at ringside along with the boys. Some of the boys are out there. Yeah. Um, and my match went very well. I got to wrestle somebody who uh, wrestles on the... It was in Phoenix, so he wrestles on my Arizona show. So it's somebody I've already worked with. We had a real good... What's his name? Uh, Gino Rivera. Mm-hmm. We had a real good TV match uh, in front of the producers. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it went well. What did they say to you after? Uh, they had uh, just good things to say. Uh, they, they pulled me... Uh, Adam, pulled me Adam Pierce pulled me off to the side to introduce me to, to different people. Uh, and then they, they, they said they were going to put me in some... Some list for the the Florida tryout, and then you got signed. And then I got signed. <laughs> <laughs> is, is, is it um, like I never had that experience of, of going for the big 
tryout, you know, is it intimidating to walk in there first time? The Luckily at this point I had done extra work a little bit. So that wasn't intimidating, but doing a match in front of producers was a little intimidating until I saw who was at ringside. And then it just felt like another match in front of, and like championship wrestling from Hollywood. There's Adam Pierce. There's Drew Gulak dudes I've worked with. All right. So it's like, okay, this is, I, this is fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The producers are out there. Uh, who's the out there? I think it was Bob Armstrong. Was it Dean? I think Dean was there at the time. Mm-hmm. And then Adam. Those are the ones I remember. Gotcha. Yeah. And then uh, Aria Davari was out there. EC3, Drew Gulak. And uh, I go, I'm boys with them from back, mm-hmm. other stuff. So it was cool to have just people I know. Right, right, right. Yeah. It's just like to walk in the big arena and go sit in catering and the extras closet for the dressing room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Uh, one of them, uh, one of the uh, extra works, the, the, uh, the dressing room was right by the dumpster. I remember sitting down, looking up and seeing nothing but trash. And I was like, hmm, good, good. <laughs> That's apropos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My first match was at the Moose Hall in Pinocchio, Alberta, right between Calgary and Edmonton. Mm-hmm. And it was right down the street from a mental asylum. Oh, good. Like an insane asylum. Like, yeah. That's pretty apropos as well. Yeah, no, for real. That's <laughs> awesome. Trans- the other. <laughs> what is it about Southern California? The scene is so strong out here. That's new. It's very it new. At that, I, that's very new. I've since I've been out here for ten years. Or early on, I feel I got in at like a wrestling depression in two thousand and seven, and a wrestling depression, like a wrestling depression. Yeah. A lot of shows start, didn't happen. A lot of no, not too many people were getting into wrestling. People thought I was crazy for getting into wrestling, and um, it wasn't what it was. It was the East Coast. Everything was East Coast, and then I think just over time, people like it out here. PWG had a lot to do with that. Uh, David Marquez's championship wrestling from Hollywood had a lot to do with that. Uh, because he would let people come in and take charge that were focused on making it quality. Adam Pierce wanted quality. Joey Ryan wanted quality. And now we have um, Johnny Yuma of the Rock Nest Monsters, who's the booker. He only wants quality. I only want quality on the Arizona show. So we've helped with developing the scene. Uh, you have the Santino Brothers School, which helps to develop uh, wrestlers of a certain style that isn't this uh, a backyard mentality. It's more a professional mentality. And other schools around around it doing the same thing. And other people trying different business opportunities out here. Uh, with the success of just Joey Ryan, his bar wrestling has has blown up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, it's uh, up there with, with PWG out here and um, other companies in the different areas hooking up with uh, a lot of internet uh, distributors. Like you have Ground Zero on the Independent Wrestling Network and you have uh, our programs on the Fight TV app and uh, stuff on High Spots Network. And, uh, and I think the weather has a lot to do with it too. People want to come out here and have a nice show in a nice place. You know, Vince told me last year when we were talking about whatever we are talking about, and he said that when, when, when you get high tide, all the boats rise. Yeah. The WWE is very hot, you know, making a lot of money. Yeah. And so, therefore, at the time, there was no AEW, but all these other companies, including New Japan being another one, yeah. people got more eyeballs on them. Absolutely. You know, and but now I think when you're talking about, like we said, AEW, for the first time having some legit, I don't know if competition is the word, but having a, a legit alternative. Alternative, yeah. You know, like we just mentioned, selling 10,000 tickets in three hours when people didn't even think that was going to happen. It no. happens every freaking show, and it's not yeah. going to happen forever. But right now, it's hot, and it shows me that there's wrestling fans out there who want to see something yeah. different. Absolutely. They want something different, and uh, they're not uh, satisfied with what they have now. They want something drastically different. Right, exactly. And I think it's, it's, it's especially for a guy like you, um, and some of the other guys, you know, talking about Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. Yeah. I mean, all you guys came out here to get, all work out here together. Yeah. So you have a lot of friends that are experienced in this with you. We have, and then it's fantastic when you have a something like an AEW, which gives a platform for for these guys to get eyeballs on them that they probably wouldn't get these eyeballs with other platforms just because of how it works out, timing in place. You know, maybe they're not there at the right time or they're not boys with the right person or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. AEW's given a, a hell of a spotlight for for a lot of us. It's 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 great. Well, like I said, like, and you were definitely in the right time, right place and knew the right guys. Absolutely. To get signed right off the bat. Absolutely. Because I had heard that. And I was like, once again, I hadn't heard this name or this name or this name, but they're, bring, they're getting brought in, so they must have some merit. They yeah. must be good. And you impressed the right guys. Absolutely. So were you at... I always get the all in, all out, double or nothing, this, that, nothing. Was, was Vegas? Were you in Vegas? Vegas was the first one I was in at the MGM. And that was, were you in the Battle Royal? Or? I was not in the Battle Royal. We just did some pre uh, tapes. Oh, that's right. Uh, yeah. Library, yeah. Um, and then when they aired our, we, they flew us in a day early. Uh, we did, we filmed the promos at night and then they aired them the next day. So the day of the show, me and Leva weren't 
weren't doing anything. Uh, but once they aired the the promo, me and her were watching kind of arm in arm getting goosebumps because like, oh, she, oh, crap, this is happening. This is for real. Mm-hmm. And that, yeah, I'll never remember. I'll, no, I'll not forget that moment behind uh, in production. Yeah, yeah. Did you, um, um, and, and I know you knew her from the library, but had you worked with her at all before? Is she, is she someone that works out here a lot? or uh, She's a Florida chick. She's right? everywhere. So is she uh, blue pants? Uh, uh, she was blue pants yeah. in Florida, yeah. Uh, when I don't see her at the library, I uh, I had one match with her at a company called AWS out here. Um, me and my tag partner, Ray Rosas, we have a, a team called PP Ray. And uh, now we're strippers. So when I'm not at the library, I strip. Mm, your third job. Yeah, my third job, we strip. And what uh, is PP... I'm professional Peter oh. Avalon PPA yeah. and he's Ray. So we just a portmanteau. Yeah. Um, and before we were doing the, we were strippers. We had this thing going on. We were kind of tough guys. Um, and then Leva Bates and her tag partner, Delilah doom came out and they did the cosplay thing, but they dressed as us as strippers. So they came out, they were dancing to our, to our song. Uh, me and Ray's stripping song is obsession by Anna motion. And at Bar Wrestling, it's Bar Wrestling's favorite act. Uh, we're getting dollar bills thrown at us, and me and Ray walk walk away with like $100 a piece from just stripper money. <laughs> <laughs> Obsession, also known as the old theme for Saturday Night's Main Event. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. So what, what exactly does the male stripper gimmick entail? What do you do? Uh, we, we come out and we just, we get, we get down. We have, uh, we get down. We, get down. We, had, uh, we, have, we do different bits sometimes before we actually get down and, and dance. Me and Ray recently got to wrestle David Arquette in RJ City at mm. Bar Wrestling. Um, so uh, RJ and David cut a promo, and then um, the scream the guy the uh, the scream bad guy got into the ring, and then officer the, the, the with the mask and the robe, yeah. and he had a, a knife. And then Officer Dewey, me, uh, got up in the ring to to arrest him. I get in, I pull my gun out on him, I circle up, I pull the mask off. It's Ray Rosas. And emotion hits, and then we start dancing <laughs> with David and RJ watching us shake our ass. You know, I got to give credit to David uh, Arquette. He was on Talk Is Jericho, great yeah. guest, great guy, and obviously had this this scar, this, this stigma uh, that he wanted to get rid of, of, of being kind of the, the laughing stock go-to joke of, are oh, you going to be like David Arquette? I'm his yeah. trainer. Oh, really? I was, I, was, I was David's trainer, yeah. No kidding. So yeah. tell me, what, he, what did he tell you when he came and saw that. you? A lot of that. Uh, he uh, he reached out uh, to the Russell Center. I'm the teacher at the Russell Center. Um, we started talking, talking about. He was telling me that stuff. You know what he wants to do, uh, and then we started uh, doing some personal training. He would come out with me to Oxnard to roll around and get into start to wrestle, and then uh, ended up getting a ring in his backyard, and I would uh, private train him in his yard. I've been in his yard. Yeah, I his saw yard. That ring. Yeah. It's a it's a great. That's yeah. a beautiful house. Great house. Uh, he's only ten minutes, five ten minutes down the street from me, so it was a real real easy. And, and uh, but this is really interesting to me because like I said no. he, he just was on. I don't know when when this show will air, but he's just on actually this week. Yeah, and. You know, like I said, you're talking about a legit dabbled with A list. Let's let's say an A minus list Hollywood star, like yeah. legit leading man. Yeah, people great know actor. know him, his family. Yeah, family exactly. One of the one of the Hollywood you know, legendary families in in the business out here, and still ten years later has this problem of I got to get rid of it yeah. and decides to go train. So when he comes to, to see you, is he is he working hard? Can you tell right off the bat? Like, what are you thinking? Like. Okay, like, all right, buddy. Or are you thinking, all right, let's see what he can do. When I got, I didn't answer the phone right away because it was, uh, that's just a number I didn't recognize. I was like, I'll let it get the voicemail. And he left the voicemail. And he's like, hi, this is David Arquette. I was like, yes, I thought this was a rib. I was like, get out of here. Called him back. Again, it's the joke, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, called him back. We started talking. I'm like, oh, it's, it's David Arquette. Once he started hearing his voice, it's like, oh, it's David Arquette. Yeah, yeah. He's a great guy. Like, he, really he, uh, he's super smart. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's got a lot of heart, and he's strangely a lot more athletic than people give him credit for. Uh, so I always have a fun time training him. We always have a good time. He's funny. Uh, he pays attention. He asks questions, and uh, he he just he lo- genuinely loves and respects wrestling. It's wild, and it's so funny that you're training a guy who was you know the world champion, and because of the movie and all that sort of stuff. But he didn't even know how to bump. No, nothing. nothing right? Nothing. Um, he said he had some stuff here and there, and then when I, uh, when we got together, I think I kind of uh, like triggered his brain to remember some stuff that he learned, and uh, I taught him a lot of new stuff. Uh, went through basic stuff, basic slams, basic holds, basic pins, and a lot of stuff like that. Uh, and then he would train other other 
other spots while he was filming his uh, his documentary, like in Mexico and stuff what like that. Was that? He was filming a doc. He got back in and he's filming a documentary, and I think he just finished. Oh, about, uh, about something else, about, not about him. It's about it's about him and wrestling. Oh wow! Yes, yeah, so I, I think really? he got back in for his for this documentary. Oh, yeah, very yeah, yeah. cool. Once again, cool. smart Hollywood thought. He, yeah, you know? was, so that's a veteran right there. We had some cameras uh, when we were tra- when we would train and and uh, stuff like that. He was a part of me and Ray Rosas ran a birthday show uh, June 14 of. Uh, last year, because me and me and my part, tag partner share the same birthday, mm. uh, somehow that happened. Mm. Um, he showed up. He did a spot in the match, and and he had a hell of a time. And and from then on, we just kept training. And so, when you worked with him, is he is he fairly good worker? I he's got a lot of a lot of heart, and he understands a lot of stuff that a lot of people don't at first. Like he knows how to work people, and he's just naturally charismatic and naturally likable. He knows how to react and sell because he of the acting. Act, yeah. he knows how to act. Yeah. Um, you can have a hell of a fight with him. Mm. I uh, I had a match with him at the Improv Theater for Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, and uh, we just beat the shit out of each other. I won. I, just, I tapped him out, but <laughs> little, little bastard. Yeah, I, I, when I first saw that he was getting back in, I think the first match I saw, or one of them, was that that bloodbath that he had with uh, whatever that cat's name was, Nick Nick Cage or something like that. Oh yeah, the GCW show killed him. You know, oh, I was yeah. just like, dude, what are you doing? And that's when he I was like, hit me up like the week before about training. He's like, hey, how do you train for a hardcore match? And I couldn't make an appointment to see him. And I was like, hardcore match? And then that happened. I was like, that's not a hardcore yeah, match. That's, oh, and that's that other guy's fault for, or not fault for taking advantage of him. Yo. You I, don't do that shit. Yeah, you know but what David, I mean? David, what? He swept those legs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> David's a tough man. He's oh, a tough yeah. motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah, like in training, he, he, he's himself up a couple times. Excuse me if I'm cursing yeah. too much. Yeah. He, uh, you know, he'd bump wrong or do something wrong. He'd just get back up and do it again. Mm. He's a tough guy. And then he's coming back from training uh, uh, other stuff to get just in shape. Uh, like before he started training, I think he had a heart attack. He did? And, yeah. And he, when he got back into it, he was training real hard. So uh, with, with like, I think it was boxing and, and jujitsu and then uh, and then pro wrestling in his yard. Um, and he got in great shape. He was looking lean, looking mm-hmm. great. He was looking, in my opinion, better than RJ. Don't tell him. <laughs> Don't worry, no one's listening. Um, it's, yeah, because he, uh, you know, he actually asked for for the cruise that's coming up, the Jericho cruise. He's like, "Hey, man, can you book me and RJ?" And I'm like, "Well, it's just AW booking. If you want to come on, you can do a signing." He's like, "No, no, I want to wrestle." And I was like, "That's even then, that's pretty cool to me. Yeah. Like, it's not just he just wants to be in the business. He know? loves it. So, he loves it. Yeah, yeah. Which is like I said, much respect for me. And and I think he's, it, whatever it was that he needed to get from coming back into the business. He, he definitely got it from me. I think me, so. so. I think so. Um, as we start to wind down, let's talk a little bit about All In, All Out, Double, double or Nothing. <laughs> I don't even know the name of the damn show. This is the, you worked with Sonny Kiss. Yeah. That's Sonny's another guy from out here, isn't he? He's not from Los okay. Angeles. I think he's from the East Coast. I'm oh, not okay. 100% Maybe I'm sure. An East Coast guy. Yeah. Uh, so it was kind of like an East Coast, West Coast thing mm. going on. It was, it was great. Sonny's yeah. got a great, just natural energy about mm-hmm. him, and just uh, it was easy to work with him. And props to him for having to remember a, a dance number before we actually went out there and fought. He actually choreographed it. He did choreograph yeah. it, yeah. And it, it was it was funny. I was telling him that the, 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 the one thing that that he needs to do is just lose it at some point. Yeah, you know, with his with his, it's not his, even his character. I mean, obviously he's gay, and I said that's great, and he plays it so well, and he's, yeah. I love him. Yeah. I want him just to go nuts at some point, kick the shit out of his opponent. Yes, I think guys in the crowd will go, "That's cool." Yeah, show you that know? he's a show that he's a bad and mofo. Bad yeah, right, yeah. Which, which I think is something we have definitely like a ace in the hole with him for that. So. Yeah, once that big reveal happens, for sure. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That was a cool show though. I, I didn't work wrestle, but. I did a promo, did a pull apart in a fight. It was like freaking 150 degrees out there. Yeah. Uh, I was the first match and yeah. the sun was still out. So I was dying the minute I got out there and I wore a, uh, you complimented my robe. So thank you. Hey, that's and st- robes. <laughs> Bobby Roode is a good friend of mine. When he was wearing that robe for a while, it's about time we had more robes. <laughs> more robes. Yeah. Uh, I was sweating and dying and then trying to take it off the... I like, I try to do like a, a, I guess a sexy thing when I take the robe off. No sexiness was happening there when it's getting glued to my arms and I have to turn it inside out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and that's the thing now. You, you're caught between two vocations. You know, you're, are you a sexy librarian? Mm-hmm. Are you a 
a, a bookworm stripper. I don't know. It's like if I work morning shift at the library, I can get that out of the way and then go take out my frustrations uh, stripping later. <laughs> um, I was going to say that it's funny too because we did that big uh, pull apart. I'm trying to remember how it went first. So at first, Adam Page had his match. Then I attacked him. Yeah. You sure and left did. Him laying, right? You sure did. Yeah, cut him open. You exactly. sure did. Then I did my. Yeah. So it's funny because I said, I want to have like, it's a big pull apart. It's chaos. And they're like, okay, we'll send some referees. And like, well, I need you need some of the boys too. Like, it always looks, it always looks better when some of the guys are in there. Yeah. And I said, but don't bring anybody that's got you know, stuff going on. Just bring in like you know whatever. And they said, okay, we'll bring you whoever these are, Janella, and I think, and I know you, you obviously, yeah. Whoever else is out there? I mean, oh, it was the um, Jack, yeah, Jack, and, and, and his Helica. partner. Yeah, yeah. And the funny thing was, like, we're in the middle of this fight. And it's a pull apart, and he's beating me up because I told him, like, dude, you know, kick the shit out of me. Yeah. And he did, uh, over the line did. <laughs> but as we're getting the pull apart, all I'm hearing is this shh, shh. And we were after like, yeah, we made a mistake. We shouldn't use the librarian for a pull apart. Yeah. What I, what my favorite part about the shushing was what you told me after we filmed something in the back is you said, don't shush me. And I said, oh, I wouldn't shush you, man, when we were going to do it. And then when I came out there and they all started shushing you, <laughs> shushing me, all I could think of was like, it's not me, Chris. It's not me. It's them. It's them. <laughs> all I can think of is we, <laughs> we had this match, me and Ambrose. Or, or we, it's the long, I've told it before on the show, but I, I hit Ambrose with a, with a flower pot. Yeah. A highlight reel. Now, it's like, oh, it's a flower pot. It's, it's a fucking flower pot. It's ceramic, It's a, it's man. a lethal weapon. Yes. It kill you. It's cut. Yes. I hit him in the back of the head. It explodes it. And he goes to the hospital. He misses Smackdown the next week. And some stupid WWE writer put on the website that the, 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 the Dean, because Dean's so crazy, the, that potted plant was Mitch the potted plant. And all they were doing was RIP Mitch the potted plant. Ugh. And it's like, you're, you're mo- missing the point that yeah. this guy, we're in a blood feud. He's in the hospital. Yeah. Getting hit with blunt force trauma. And all you care about is Mitch the potted plant. <sighs> Fast forward two or three years and we're beating the shit. He's covered. And all you're doing is shushing. Stop it. <laughs> no <more> shushing. <laughs> Not my intention. Not my intention. That's why I know that this character, like, because you know, obviously, some people like, oh, the librarian's so stupid, and the Mm. librarian's dumb. Listen, this is wrestling. I love it. It's all stupid if you boil it down. Yeah. But what can people take away? And shush is the easiest thing to do. It's even easier than saying what or yes. Yeah. So it doesn't surprise me that. You know, and nobody likes getting shushed. Nobody likes getting shushed. Exactly. <laughs> you could be, you could tell someone to be quiet. That's a lot better. But to yeah. shush someone, that's rude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and, and now, like I said, it, it, uh, you're. This is the part you're born to play. Are you excited to continue? Uh, with the librarian, even though people are, are cutting it down? I, I love it. Uh, the booze that I was getting, that energy was incredible. And I felt I felt good just looking at the people and making them boo me with my eyes and my energy, yeah. like, I, like Roddy taught me. Bingo, man. That's yeah. very, very cool. Yeah. Uh, last question for you. Um, well, first of all, do you know, are you going to be at... Uh, uh, all in, all out. I will be at all out. Uh, I got my my flight itinerary today. Oh, nice! It's mm-hmm. always exciting. I'm excited. See, and this is the this is the cool thing now. Like, when do, do you get a call? Like for me, back in the day, it was Howard Finkel. That was like, <laughs> hello, Chris. This is Howard Finkel of the WWE. You'll be needed for TV next Monday. <laughs> No, I, I, it, everything's just done uh, in the email. And then what I think the coolest thing about it is when I get an email, it automatically pops into my calendar. So I'm like, all right, oh, wow. uh, I need to go. How do you do that? It just does it. Uh, th- this concur app or whatever oh, that they have. Am yeah. I supposed to have this? I may be. <laughs> no one ever tells me anything. The other day I saw they put it online that uh, on Instagram, it's like, you know, yeah, October 2nd, Capital One Center, Young Bucks and Omega versus Chris Jericho and two mystery partners. I'm like, Who's the mystery partner? Yeah. What are you doing? I, you don't even know your partner. Well, I, I know now. Yeah, now, now. Because I had to call a couple guys. So no. I'll tell you what. But um, <laughs> yeah, to, to me, that's, that's it's, it's, I think it, like for, if we're talking about the librarian, not only the fact that you are a librarian, but it's something you can really sink your teeth into. Totally. You have, you have direction. Yes. You know? Yeah. When I'm, I put the book down, I just read a lot of books now on just fighting and fighting style and just different things like that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, got to practice. Go to the fighting section of the library. I roll mats out. And then I kick the kindergartners out, and I roll around there, just like in between the, the yeah. aisles of books. Yeah, you know, gotta do yeah, what you gotta yeah, do. Yeah. Get your push-ups in. Well, as you should, as you should. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, like, um, just just the the you know, I was gonna say, for example, like two hundred five live, or, or when they bring like fifty guys and say, like, here's fifty guys on the show. Yeah. And for AEW, there are so many guys, and I was saying like. 
We're going to have to introduce everybody because there'll be people that don't know who the Young Bucks are when we get on national TV. That's true. Kenny Omega. And you're going to know the librarian. That's one good thing, but you're going to know Luchasaurus. You're yeah. going to know the, the ones that stand out with actual gimmicks and characters. Yeah. So to me, it's it's actually a real benefit for you right off the bat. I agree. I I agree. Absolutely. Just come out and shush people right away and they'll, they'll, get, they'll get what's going they'll on. Get going. Uh, last two questions for you. A, uh, what's your favorite book you've ever read? And B, what's your favorite match you've ever had? My favorite book? You know what? Good. I'm glad I thought about this. I was like, I know I'm going to get asked that. The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Mm. I think when I was a kid, that's the first book I read. Uh, I think we had to read it, but it was the first one that I started to read after that because I liked it mm. and on my own and I was enjoying it. Everything else at that point, it was like, you have to read this for school. So I was like, Ugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but that one I was, I really liked it. It was silly. It was fun. And um, so that's, I think my favorite book. My favorite match besides the Sunny Kiss one I just had. Uh, the finish that he does is nuts. How the hell do you do? Is like a split from the top rope onto you. I don't know. It hurts. <laughs> that that hurt. Well, it, this is the, the bag buster for him it, too. It, it hurt. <laughs> uh, my favorite match I had was a, at the very tail end of 2017. It aired on our Hollywood show uh, very early 2018. Was me and my tag partner Ray Rosas. Uh, on our program, we had a uh, a breakup, I guess, or tag, and then uh, sp we split. And we're now bitter enemies, and we had a, a cage match, uh, just a grudge cage match where we both were bleeding. And I did a moonsault off the top of the of the cage, you know, my Kurt Angle moment. Um, <laughs> and then Ray beat me with his big Macho Man elbow off the off the top of the cage, and we were just gushing blood. And it was just it was emotional, and it was just it was it was we were doing stuff we've never done. We both were beat to shit afterwards, and it was great. It was great. One thing you mentioned, um, what is it about Kurt Angle that made you his favorite? Made you made him your favorite? Watching him interact with like you and a lot of other people and whatever situations he was in, he was always good. Like he was uh, he was just, just this dork. You watch him and like they introduce him as like this is just this cheesy dork, and then he'd go out there and he would just tear it up, and he would have amazing matches and just wreck dudes, and he's a real super athlete. And then when they would ch change him up to not being a dork, and it's like he's a mean dork, now he's a nice dork, and then uh, now he's they started started to make him a little more badass. And then right before he left to to Impact, I think it was 2007, 2007 mm -hmm. when he was doing was it ECW Kurt where he was just MMA angle, mm -hmm. like that was dope. <laughs> he was just he had the mouth guard, and he would just he would mess fools up and get up and just look at them and like you're a little bitch and just whatever situation they'd put him in, I thought he was just so dope. One of the best performers right out of the gate ever. Like yes, first six months he was already having you know whatever a four star match yeah. is he was he was just amazing. I remember the very first match he had was against Sean Stasiak, and they had brought him in to be a big baby face. Yeah, you know, and then people turned on him during the match, and Vince told the ref. Tell him to get out of the ring, grab a promo and turn heel. Or grab a microphone and turn heel. This is his first match yeah. on the main stage. I mean, yeah. Obviously, he'd worked the, the minor leagues, but he rolled out. He grabbed a microphone and, dude, he made people hate him Yeah, right off the bat. That's so and, and to be told that during a match, you're like, is this real? Is it not real? Should I do this? And yeah. Like Vince says, and he went out and did. And that's when I knew this guy is already aces it was amazing you know just anything he did was awesome you got the uh night shift tonight at the library uh yeah i gotta head down to santa Ana, picking up a shift at that one down there all right yeah shh, shh, shh. Chris, shh. 